0: All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, and this is going to be a little bit different episode, uh, kind of a SHOT show recap. I just spent the last week down there at that thing, and uh, my brain's still a little bit frazzled from it, but I think I'm starting to come out of it. Um, anyway, I re- we recorded this episode with the Rock Slide crew, so it's kind of a little bit of a crossover episode uh, right at the end of the show, uh, talking about some of the things we saw and were impressed with, some of the things we weren't. Um, and I don't know, it was just, just kind of a fun time to catch up with those guys before heading out of town. Um, the only thing I would add, (laughs) there were a couple things I, I forgot about to even, to even mention on there. My brain was so fried. Um, one cool thing I know I saw down there that if you're, if you're interested in, in any kind of bear defense application, um, you ought to check out the honey badger, ammunition line from black hills ammo it uses a uh utilizes a copper solid bullet that is fluted out basically they they vary slightly depending on the their particular caliber and load but um, it's copper solid with flutes in it basically so it penetrates thick stuff heavy stuff hard stuff really well but the flutes make create a wound channel that's much more similar to a hollow point you know i've i got to look at all the the uh, ballistic gels comparisons and whatnot and and it's pretty impressive and i've i've shot i've shot um some of the stuff over the past year and a half and um i really hope that they'll come out with a 10 millimeter load they don't right now um so right now i'm for my 10 i'm i'm just hand loading um a slightly different bullet made by Lehigh Defense, but basically a very sim the, the same idea and a very similar bullet. But uh for, for guys that don't hand load, um, they have some great options. They already they came out with a forty Smith and Wesson load this year. Um, last year they came out with a forty five seventy load that I haven't got to try myself, but I know guys who have and one guy um, had a buddy shoot a bison with it and said it was pretty pretty devastating, but um things not to overlook in that are like they have a 38 special load in it which after what I've seen of how those bullets perform I think that 38 special load would probably be equal to or outperform a uh, you know a standard hollow point or soft point um or maybe even solid 357 mag load and be way easier to shoot um And they do also have 44 mag and 44 special loads in that that I think are to, and 45 ACP loads that I think are all going to be, um, be pretty solid bear defense rounds, you know, taking into consideration, you know, my theory on bear defense, which is something you want something that'll penetrate their skull and you can shoot really well. I think the thing, it doesn't do any good if you can't hit the shit you're aiming at. So you want something that's going to shoot really well. Anyway, um. Let's see. Leupold, uh is finally dropping their their range finding binos. I got to take a look at them. I mean, at that show, there's only so much evaluation you can do. I mean, I got to look through them and handle them, and and they seem pretty slick. And I'm hoping they live up to uh to uh, the, as long as it's the not say hype may not be necessarily necessarily accurate, but I'm just hoping I'm hoping that they'll. Uh, they'll be a pretty solid product and I think they've taken a long time to release them because they know they can't screw this one up. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm excited to get a set of those and see what's going on, but that's kind of, that's kind of a cool thing. Um, that I've got to look at the, uh, Nosler mountain carbon rifle and that's, that's pretty slick feeling rifle. I say slick feeling because again, you can't really truly evaluate something like that there, but that's, it's a nice looking and nice feeling rifle um and i guess probably the last one that i thought was really cool and you know i may have some personal bias cuz i know the guy but uh, a great buddy of mine um andrew brady who long story short um um has a company that builds specializes in ars they're also building bolt guns and and stuff like that and and he also does a lot of custom Glock work. I was I met him shooting uh, competitive handgun stuff up when he was stationed up here, and became really good buddies with him years ago. He was wounded in, in Iraq and then uh, retired and moved back down to Texas, where um, his uh, his company Lone Star Armory is really really starting to blow up. Um, I mean, we were I was helping him work on work on rifles and build rifles in his garage up here. And he's always turned it. The thing about him. He's always turned out top notch stuff. It's, it's, you know, even, even out of his garage, he was always obsessed with having very high end building, very high end, reliable rifles and accurate rifles um, from the get go. You know, he would never turn over a rifle that he wasn't a hundred percent confident in. And uh, looking at his new stuff, it's, i mean he's keeping right right on going with it um i think now he's machining all his his uppers and lowers in-house so he's doing his own receiver machining um and he's just taking a good thing and making it better so and i i heard a rumor that they that his stuff may be showing starting to show up here in fairbanks um sometime in the near future so I do. I do still have the eight one. The AR I have sitting in the corner is his. Uh, is what we're calling now the vintage North Pole Alaska lower, because um, it was when he had his variants for here in North Pole Alaska. Anyway, um, I will uh, quit running my mouth and just get right into this podcast. Hope you enjoy. Thanks. Yeah, second annual a year to the day, basically.
1: Yep, Shot Show 2018. Shot Show Twenty Nineteen follow up. You haven't yeah. gotten any prettier.
0: I have definitely not gotten any prettier. Although I'm, I've been dieting. I've, I'm working on going from obese to dangerously overweight.
1: Well, I've been. Dieting. You remember yeah. that?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the was... doctor
1: said he's obese. He said he should try. Have your has he ever heard of trained to hunt? <laughs> <laughs> That's what his doctor said
0: too. Yeah, my doctor dog. and like I think I've discussed this, told this story before a number of times, but going for my checkup, uh, blood pressure's good everything's good and uh he comes in you know you're technically obese right and i'm just like okay uh i'll, I'll lose it when i go sheep hunting he's like you know that's pretty hard I said have you ever heard of train to hunt <laughs>
1: <laughs> obviously he's a hunter
0: yeah apparently i I kind of vapor locked cuz I can think of all the smart ass awesome things to say you know, an hour later. Right. I should have just screwed with him. You know, been like, "Well, yeah, it's my it's my first time, you know, I didn't you know, kind of like got himself to
1: got him to like puff himself up a little bit and you should have went the other way and said, "Yeah, I'm a two-time champion. I'm a two-time champion.
0: Yeah. I got a belt." <laughs> you
2: never bitch. heard of
1: me. <laughs> I fucking rock the train to hunt. <laughs> Yeah, I I think the doctors should fucking have a little more tact than that.
2: I have the experience that they don't tell enough people to
1: lose weight. Well, I should think you say you're fat, you need to lose weight. But have you ever heard a train to hunt? You want to kill a sheep? You fucking pussy. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's kind of like geez. what he was ask- asking you. I guess I don't know. I don't know so, either. But I'm I'm dieting the other way. I'm going from other slightly other overweight to obese. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's (laughs) building up the reserve tank. You have to do it sometimes. I've been
1: going the wrong way, too. Yeah. Not Matt. That motherfucker Even has been working the last two days, he's gotten up and done his workout for uh, Mountain Tough. Yep. How many days in a row now, Matt? Four. Four four. four weeks in.
0: I don't know know if I can... I have mixed feelings about people who, at SHOT Show, get up and
1: work out before the show. I think it's up to each individual, I don't care what they do. I'm just, I don't care. I'm just I'm just
2: jealous because I'm <laughs> fucking lazy. I
1: don't. I definitely
0: do not have the, uh, the motivation to do that. So I'm still I, oh, drunk yeah. at that time I when got he's mad waking up.
1: Props to Matt because they went out to some roofie bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> <and> <laughs> out in the <laughs> desert. Out in the desert. Actually, it wasn't a roofie. It was with BHA. But it, when they said, they kind of played us. they were like. We got on a bus and we ended up out in the desert. Well, we did. <laughs> but
2: they did. not It wasn't playing us. We just thought they were guys, playing were,
1: us.
0: The way I heard the story, that you got on a bus thinking you were going back to your hotel. No, you no. Know,
3: we knew. Desk. Like Matt and I were walking out last night from the SHOT Show. And he sees a couple guys he knows from BHA. And they're like, what are you guys up to? Well, we're going to get some food. Well, we got barbecue and a bonfire. Just hop on this bus. We kind of looked at each other like it was that, that easy to, to lure Free candy. Lure you. Free candy was written was, on the side of the bus. It was that easy. It was we, that we easy might have sure. to. Oh, my God. We might have to
0: <laughs> Might have to actually edit something just so, like, uh, predators don't, I know. don't realize yeah. how easy it's to lure <laughs> Mr. Crosley.
3: <laughs> I was hungry. And, and
2: Cashel. Cashel He's and a cop.
3: Free barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they said they had fire and beer.
2: And whiskey. And wow. whiskey.
3: They yep. had. Did they have all of
1: it? Every bit
3: of it. Yeah, it how was many, great.
1: How many guys made it? You think out there?
3: Two bus loads. So I don't know. I don't know how many bus or how many people Set, fit on those buses. Long or short buses?
1: Big, big <laughs> tour buses. It was. It was that's, good. That's impressive. Yep. That's a good one. Big
3: ten foot bonfire. I, it was. Awesome. I'm good
0: for. I'm good for about one. One liner. A week.
2: Okay. Yep.
1: There's your one. Maybe. That's right. So they, yeah, they were texting us that they were. Tanny's like, "Oh my god, they're out in the desert."
2: I was, I was sure we weren't going to ever see him again. Oh, I thought we had and to then get a I'm search like, party. Fuck, I'm going to have to deal with Bree and Heather. <laughs> I am not going to make it out of this alive. They're going to kill me.
3: Yeah, it was good. It was fun. I made it, it. it. The funniest part though was riding out on the bus, and it. As we left cell service and everyone throughout the bus, you could start hearing the chatter. My cell phone's not working anymore. Is yours working? Nope, nope, nope. And you could kind of see the tension rise a little <laughs> bit. It's did- dark everywhere. You can't see anything where we're going.
1: Didn't you say two two guys or cops got on the thing? And they went the wrong way. Yeah, got on the wrong we, bus. We did have a couple of.
3: Uh, were they uh, not Phoenix? They were they were somebody from Nevada, right? Do you remember? I don't remember. but, but they <gasps> Where legit, were they, they were to go, They were supposed to get on a bus to go to some other party. Oh, and so they man. legitimately did get on the wrong bus and show up in the middle of the desert. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that sucks. But they yeah, were hunters, weird. so they were cool. Yeah, that's good. That
2: would have been a slice of hell if they wouldn't. They just would have been, like, liberals. <laughs>
3: <laughs> get a couple of vegans <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> Where are we going? Uh, yeah, they would have been in for it.
2: Hey, guys, what do you do for a living? Well, I kill things. What? Yeah,
0: yeah I, I guess we ought to, like, Say who's here and all that shit,
1: right? I was just is thinking that. Is that, that what
0: you're supposed to do, Well,
1: right? Yeah, or will be confusing. We have, well,
2: it is in the title.
1: Yeah. Tyler Frill's here. Ah, yeah, no, Tanya no, don't Avery don't do is here. Ah, <laughs> Justin Crosley's here. Thank you. He's my favorite ginger beard. Ryan Avery's here. Ah! And, that, and Matt Cashel's Matt. here. He's a silent man. Yeah. He didn't want to take the headset up.
2: He's silently judging us. He's from the still chair. mad
1: at me because, truthfully, we did a podcast at the BHA in Boise. And it, it was like probably the best podcast we've ever done. But there's so much, for some reason, we were drunk. So I probably set it up wrong. The static is so bad we can't use it.
2: That's right. It was yeah. at BHA in Boise that we did that podcast. I was like trying to rack my brain remembering when we did it.
1: Yeah. At the shot show, you have these funny stories because you see people. Matt li- literally ran into the same guy from BHA and had the exact same conversation with the guy, <laughs> and he didn't remember because Matt and me were Tandy was kept feeding us heavy drinks, so we didn't. Matt didn't even remember talking to that guy oh, last man. year.
2: Oh, that gal was pouring him heavy. It was like half the glass. She's still pouring, and I'm like, hmm, this is gonna be interesting.
0: So I guess I should point out too for the Tundra Talk listeners, I'm desperate for content
3: clearly so I'm getting we, whoever we can see I can.
2: That. yeah yeah we know if you're if we're your guests that's
3: obvious I
0: haven't find any i I am willing to sell out I haven't found anybody who's willing to buy yet oh i
2: I could so, think of a few people that I've seen in the industry that would happily are. jump on your we
0: podcast. Are. so the uh, the, irre- the 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 relevance of this episode <laughs> maybe should not be taken
1: oh we but, can, I guess we can get some educational out it we're at the shot show have we seen anything? Personally, I have not seen anything that has blown me away. Has anybody else?
2: Well, I've seen stuff. This is a lot of the Sitka stuff is. I'm super yeah. excited to get my hands on. They've got some bug repellent clothing from their <laughs> lifestyles <laughs> line yep, that Justin and, and I are,
3: we're definitely having <laughs> we're some of that.
2: Thrilled and Matt too. Thrilled yep. about. Yep. They've got a new women's backpack. Um, what else do they have? I'm trying to think. Um, like a sports bra type tank top. So those off the top. And then they have a bunch of new stuff, a, a new redesigned Fanatic jacket that's a lot quieter for men.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, at pants, I, I mean, clothing, I guess I do like good clothing, but I guess that's not the level of stuff I'm looking at. Yeah. Are they you came talking up with about more new... like optics or yeah. stuff? Well, pants, are, I mean, clothing keeps you in the game, but I think there's a lot of really good clothing out
2: well, not for women, though.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I think that line's going to be, like, raising the bar a little bit. Look oh, pretty for good. sure.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I would, I would say I'm not a woman. But no. I would say their line <laughs> is probably the most complete line for women in hunting. Would you oh, say that? Oh, yeah,
2: I agree. I mean, the only thing that I think that um, First Light has a pair of women's underwear mm-hmm. um, that are super legit. So I think that's the only thing that the Sitka line is actually missing. And neither one of them have socks. I mean, Mm. the First Light socks fit me really well because they make socks for like skinny-capped people, which works great for girls, but um, they don't have... And Kenton. And Kenton. And me. And (laughs) And Crosley. Crosley
1: Crosley and Kenton have skinny-caps.
2: Skinny-caps. But besides that, I mean, that's like the only thing I can think of. Who knows if they have stuff in the works, but...
1: One thing I did see, and Matt will have to tell me what the... It was like 300 minutes of angle from March... Their scope is a twenty to sixty, or it wasn't a March. It was a different manufacturer, but it was four hundred minutes. Four hundred minutes. It was in the March booth, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Six it looked like a teeter totter. Wow.
3: Yeah, that was a crazy like looking scope. it was forth.
1: weird. I didn't see that one. Of yeah. course, I've been just and it was like a, like a six Banshee. to
3: sixty zoom, something yeah. like that, some crazy.
2: I was just four. thinking in my head. God, I'd like to get my hands on that to see how fast I could break that.
3: Mm. <laughs> yeah, he would have broke it for sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the weakest part you put on your any kind of rifle is the scope, and that leaves me wondering how long that will stay together. Yeah,
3: we did see a cool deal, Matt and I, when we were looking at the uh, Steiner booth. They have a scope that, as you turn the dial, it's got like recessed numbers showing the minutes or the yeah. mills. Well, as you make a full revolution, all those numbers roll over. So you, so it goes from like say eleven minutes. Yeah, it would turn to twenty one. Oh, so you always know exactly what actual cool. dial-up you're on. Visually with, instead of... Because some, yeah. some of the ones that have a button that yeah, raises, kinda, and,
0: right, unless you're, you're really super,
3: from, like, super familiar it, with it, it, can, it was, can still get off a revolution. Absolutely, yeah. It yeah. was slick. It, I mean, it, and it was funny because we're looking at it and I'm like, man, wouldn't that be cool if those, like, when you turned it, it like, changed? That would have been way cool. And he turns it, I'm like, oh, man, he it does it.
1: <laughs> that is it cool. cool. How'd you like it overall outside of the number thing?
3: It, was, it looked like a pretty good scope. I mean, uh, you know, Matt can tell the optics and stuff better, but the clicks felt good it, it seemed like a really solid scope so and i know we're going to get them on with the uh the mark five we went and talked to Loophole. he's going to yeah. do a review on their three to eighteen that yeah. looks like a really nice scope there's the yeah. three
0: to eighteen didn't they come out with a, uh, another mark five that's seven to thirty five like re- yeah seven yep. to thirty five it's just re- retarded like yeah and it's a pretty compact scope like i have i have the mark eight that's tops out like twenty five or something and, like, that thing's a beast compared to right. the 5 HD. If
1: you looked at that Mark V compared to Night Force's 7 to 35, yeah. it's it's a little guy, which is yeah. nice. And a lot yeah. lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Night Force is a monster.
0: And I think Leupold's, like, redesigned their um, turret system a little bit because I've never personally had any tracking issues with any of mine. Mm-hmm. But I, I've heard guys talk about having some tracking issues.
1: Um, I've had tracking issues with them so
0: I know. i've heard that they have kind of come up with a solution for that so
1: i cool. always i've i've talked to john pinch who's used it a lot their mark five and he said it didn't skip a beat so that's good to nice. hear oh pinchy he's i wonder if he can call wind he, he gets to see he gets lucky a lucky lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He got lucky like seven times in a row for first place. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is that shit's not getting easier. There's just more competition pouring in there. So oh, you, I bet. He's, yeah. he's at the top of the field for sure.
2: Yeah, I love when I, people talk about luck, whether it's shooting competitions or hunting. And it's like, you know, you could give somebody a pass once maybe with luck, but if they're doing it over and over and over yeah. again, Luck is not even a factor.
1: That's how I feel about Tyler Sheep. He's yeah. fucking been here 12 <laughs> like lucky
2: twelve times. <laughs> yeah. you're, lucky. you're so lucky that twelve times that you've done that, Tyler.
3: Or you're uh, so. Lu- oh,
0: didn't we? This is like deja vu. We yeah. had this like. You're so lucky. You live up there. Um, you know, and it's like not uncommon for I do anything to be able to like.
2: Then do it.
0: Do it. It's Absolutely. it's totally attainable. Yeah, you know, you got to give things up. It's the like yeah. anything but uh speaking of luck so i um the a rep like you know basically she had to twist my arm to get me to go to the the breakfast that they had yesterday and i went and at the end you know they have a raffle like door prize basically and the, it was kind of they were presenting their new um it's the uh what 2800.com yep um 2800.com rangefinder yep. and uh raffle okay. oh we're gonna give this is the first one that's like Not a sample that's being returned, like, given one away. And sure as shit, Drew drew my name, which is not typical, so.
3: yeah, Matt and I had him surrounded. We, like, sat on each side of him, like, right in front so they'd see us. They'd draw our names. Yeah. And they looked right at us and drew Tyler's name. (laughs) And you had your
2: black rocks, like, Yeah, we did. We, like, shoot, those are usually lucky.
3: And before I, uh, I mean,
0: as they're drawn, of course, I'm like, I'm like, Tony, don't get your hopes up. Like, not going to be you, but. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I guess the good guy wins occasionally, right? Yeah.
1: Me and Tanya were so lucky we weren't even there.
0: I I you know. I'm pretty out of the loop most of the time, but I had heard a little bit about it and I think it's uh, from what I understand, you know, that rangefinder will bluetooth with the app on your phone and with the um Kestrel applied ballistic Kestrel Elite mm-hmm. like is the 5700 right. I think. I should know it's in my bag cuz I included one of those too. Yeah, Someone rub
1: it in. Like, That's cool.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, we're not. They're really at all. nice.
1: Those fifty. I live off the validation of that fifty-seven hundred because I have had instance problems with range finders not telling me the exact validated dope. Yeah, and I can go to that Kestrel, and it's pretty much if, if so I do my part and my inputs are right. Obviously, it's never. I'm, ex- I'm excited never
0: to run. get into it because I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't really do a whole lot of shooting this past year, the year before I did, and all just whether it's laziness or like writing my schedule for here. I can put it all in my phone, mm-hmm. but I got to like write it down. I'll go off like a physical dope card that I develop when, I mean, that stuff, they've got it pretty dialed in. If you, if you put your, the correct data in, it gives you a solution. That's then it becomes
3: right. Yep. The math's always right. It's just if the chuckle heads behind it can put in the right inputs. Yep.
1: Chuckle crap heads. in, crap out. That's but, right. um,
3: wasn't anything that really
0: really blew my mind i i don't know with the outdoor life stuff that i'm doing i end up just running around a lot more than getting to really like dive in and look at stuff um i met met up with the spartan precision guys oh, they, they Rob. oh yes
2: we did you know what that's Mr. something we Gehring, need to mention
0: too and he uh it's the first time i you know i've been i've been using the javelin bipod for a little bit which i think is a awesome piece of for any you know piece of equipment for a backpack hunter of any kind really right. I mean, after carrying harris for years it's pretty slick and uh there but was looking at their their sentinel tripod system and shooting system for mm-hmm. for my application just the tripod mm-hmm. is uh is what i was interested in it's it's a top-notch piece of equipment i think yeah and it is super you, you know how a lot of gear that that's like super intended to be super multi-use is like just chintzy and shitty and you're like this thing's a piece you know like like i did not like every everything seemed to be very well thought out and very functional so um that i thought that was really cool yeah they did (laughs) a good
3: job testing and and modifying throughout as they designed that i think so
1: yeah and he can't stop. There's no, already he can't. there's already changes to and, things. And there's some good uh,
3: I don't think he's released it yet. I don't know if he's even shown photos of it, but the the javelin bipod has got a new update coming out. Just a slight uh he did improvement. Sh- he
0: showed me, yeah. That
3: is gonna be nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's uh you know, for all the chintzy shit out there like that that stuff it's expensive but it's pretty top-notch equipment from from what i've seen six
1: ounces unless you don't put your red stops you (laughs) take your red stops out (laughs) and you go chasing after a cow elk and lose one of your legs yeah yeah it happens another thing that i saw that was i found out yesterday it's illegal in idaho is the new uh swaro ds rifle scope Mm -hmm. and that's got a rangefinder built in but we'll get matt to test one yeah he can like burn the eye out of a bird or something
2: Matt would never do something like that.
1: No. Forty millimeter tube. I thought it was forty four. I don't know if they changed it from the proto I saw, but I think uh Tally's it's gonna make the rings for it for really? the 44. forty four. Or forty millimeter. Jeez. Yeah. Huh. This should be interesting. Yeah, it'll just look like a straight scope with no bells. It looks like a a mag light. I bet. It does look like a four D mag light. There you go. The size of that. Huh, but I can see people buying it, and I, I don't know I don't even know what the price point is, well, if it's Swaro, it's gonna be not cheap, yeah, and I mean they they took their time. I'm sure it'll be right, and I'm sure it'll be deadly, yeah, well, for where you can use it,
2: so you said it's not uh, in Idaho you cannot use yeah, you can't use
1: any not for big game laser admitting rifle scope in the state of Idaho, and I think it's Oregon too, but I might be yeah. wrong
2: and probably it. Washington, Washington. They made one
0: of those that I could put on my bow. <laughs> Don't they make one? <laughs> Gar-
3: yeah. Garmin. Gar- one. Garmin. And we looked oh. at the, uh, I was joking. Was it Burris? We looked oh, at Burris. it last year. Yeah. Burris has a cool one that they released too. That, uh, is uh, essentially does the same thing as the Garmin. Yeah. Like you just, you have a button on your bow and you press it. Not that, not that it's up. any it's cool.
0: relevancy to me, but it, looked like it was interesting because doesn't the burst one not have any glass in it correct yeah like so you're you're in theory not getting not subject to like the maybe condensation or you're right
1: like, and there's some magnification laws i believe in some states there might yeah. be isn't yeah. the zero or whatever the hell they call it that have a magnification of one i don't know i, don't I haven't used it i don't know i don't know i use a real bow i don't use that bullshit exactly. with a cam oh. on it
3: <laughs> That's I'm excited about that. I didn't see it at the shot show, but I just upgraded to a new Hoyt bow, and I'm, Brian's been giving me crap because it has got wheels on the top and bottom of it. I know Tyler shoots a real bow, too, but, you know, us, yeah. us like, amateur bow hunters, huh? <laughs> we got to shoot, like, we need a handicap. We need just training, training you, wheels, we'll you, call them.
0: That and your Acubo,
1: you know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you use a bow and rifle. your yoga
2: pants. You'd yeah. be set. Yep. The starter pack.
1: You're excited, though, because you your bow is pretty old, right? Oh, yeah, it was...
3: It was, uh, I mean, I don't even know how old. I I bought it used, traded a a gun part for it, and it was just, didn't even necessarily want it, but I shot it, and it's, like, accurate, and I was like, well, all right. So I shot a couple animals with it and decided I was, since I was going to keep bow hunting, it was worth buying a new one. Well, that's better, you know, that's better than,
0: because there aren't, are there not a lot of dudes that will buy it, just even that are shelling out for it, that will buy a brand new complete setup every year yeah. yeah i'm like man it'd take me six months just to get the thing freaking dialed in
1: and figured right. out well and i i don't know i've i hunted with the compound for a total of two years but when you look at the bow from say like six years ago eight years ago after they came out with those parallel limbs yeah there's really not a lot of updates that i can see that are you know mar- they're marginally better they're not significantly mm. better but you have guys that buy them every year and they're not like a rifle that holds value it seems like Three years down the road, that bow ain't worth a thing.
3: Right? Yeah, they're worth like. I mean, they, you definitely need to take a hit on them. So, and that was my like rule for myself was, I've got to at least go kill some stuff with this one before I can justify upgrading. Yeah. And so I got a got a nice bull and got a bear. Well, Adam, our our good friend in Idaho, helped me get a bear last year, so yeah, felt like it was justified.
2: So you, I missed it. Did you say you were gonna use it to hunt at bear camp?
3: Yeah, that'll be the first hunt with it. Yeah. Oh definitely shoot. Definitely gonna be trying to get another nice. bear with it. So. Yep, or New. wolf maybe. Yeah, I'll probably don't chance the bow on that. I'll probably use a rifle for that.
2: You you never know though. I mean, the opportunity that yeah. person.
3: itself. They the, if they came into the they came into stand, I would absolutely shoot with a with a bow. You yep. know, yep. well, I don't know what else, man. This week's always is just nuts. It,
2: it's it
0: definitely out runs in my together. Zone.
2: Yeah,
1: I I can't think any anything else. I mean, yeah, there's some things that are cool, but nothing. You know, like when the SIG 2400 came out. Yeah, that, that was big. Of, the mm-hmm. SIG did come out with the 3000 binoculars.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We talked to them a little bit about it. It's uh, one thing I didn't realize because they, they kept talking about it's the um, it's their app, but like a light version in all the BDX system. So, and that's if for the guys that don't know, it's a, it's a system where the rangefinder or the binocular rangefinder uh, sends a signal to your scope and it actually lights up a dot and you just, it gives your solution inside and you shoot. It's the, the light version doesn't take in environmentals, right? So there's no environmental sensors on those, on the binocular, the BDX mm-hmm. 3000 or whatever it is, and uh, those BDX rangefinders. So it's really like, from what I could see, it's like a 600, maybe seven, 800 yards maximum system if, yeah. without taking in environmentals. So,
1: so the binocular does not, take does in.
3: not have environmental sensors oh, on it. So you'd have hmm. to, you input a standard, right? And then Why? it'd be, be more like a, it'd be like a BDS scope or, or whatever they call it. Right. Where you have CDS. Etched, or CDS yep. Yeah. It'd be like that more like that style of a system,
1: but it does talk to a Kestrel, correct? Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Matt, Saint Max shaking his head. Yes. Yeah. So, that, if, so it'll if you give, use this, gotcha. that it'll take it into account
1: as far okay, as it'll so, range.
3: I can't oh. remember on that one. So, but there, but there, it isn't the same as the 2400, I guess is what I'm saying. It's gotcha somewhat limited so maybe that's what it is you have to use a Kestrel with it to get the weather input into it um but it looks like a cool system being able to just right. range it lights up your scope like a, i'm thinking like a two-person deal where you are predator hunting like for coyotes or something and you're calling them in that would be a really superb system
1: nice it but, sounds like I'd, i've never used it but it sounds like talking to matt and looking around that zeiss still wins the binocular range finding competition so far
3: yeah yeah his review of those was yeah raving
0: nice and for my my listeners um these guys are like the ultimate gearheads rock slide (laughs)
1: like sorry man we just went on a tangent no no it's that's what
0: it's all about i don't give a shit
1: so the one you have do you guys know if the the one you won yeah uh 2800.com i hope they won i hope they bought that website um that domain (laughs) no kidding (laughs) if uh will it does it have a ceiling on it, or will it, sh- will it throw to the Kestrel as far as it'll
3: shoot? I think they said at least 2,000 yards. I don't know if it actually has an, a limit on how far it will give you ballistic solutions, but it's, 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 middle, it's yeah.
0: It's going <laughs> to take me probably six
3: months to figure some of
1: that stuff out. Oh, so. man, you sandbag can't. it. You're pretty sharp. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, they definitely open it up to where it's not like the old ones that would go, what, 1,200 yards or something. It would basically stop giving you a solution.
1: And an angle compensates that far? I believe so.
3: Yeah, um, well, wow.
1: I, I hope they put that in their binocular next year. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. any of the no. Go, go ahead. ahead. And they can use their own program, their own ballistic solver. Yeah, yeah, it is their own. Matt shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And I and you said Zeiss used their own ballistic solver, Matt. Yeah, like
2: it uses their own unless you're using the Kestrel, then it uses the Applied Ballistics.
1: It'd be interesting to see the difference. Mm-hmm. I noticed one
3: thing that I, I'm sure you saw the same thing. Like with the 2400 and devices like that, it, I feel like they adjust to temperature slower than the Kestrel. The, if they, the little rangefinder? Yeah, if like I'm using the 2400 uh-huh. and, I don't, I'm, and the binoculars. I've only used a little bit of the binoculars that do that kind of stuff. But the Kestrel, you know, you kind of swing around the air a little bit and mm-hmm. it's like almost immediate you get an updated uh, environmental Right, right. And it, this the, is blowing
1: my mind.
3: This is so the, uh, new to me.
1: Oh, that Kestrel's so awesome! Yeah, yeah. so awesome. It,
3: it just seems like it's a little bit quicker to adjust versus like the if you have the twenty four hundred in your pocket or something's gonna be warm. It, it takes a while for it to, like, acclimate.
1: Yeah, I noticed that I took that twenty seven hundred mm-hmm. and I had it in my pocket. Right, and I'd lay something like eight hundred fifty yards, and then I doped it, and then I checked the dope on my Kestrel, mm-hmm. and the Kestrel was out in the environment, and it was almost three quarters of a minute off. Right, which it. That far is a big deal. Yeah. Yep. So you got to pay attention with those range finders. You got to get them out into that environment. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You just it's just like anything. You just have to understand your gear, right?
1: Yeah. Well, oh, that's that's huge,
0: and I'm. I, I tend it's probably just laziness. A lot of the stuff like in college, my dang, whatever calculator, I could only do like. Four percent of what the thing's capable of. <laughs> yeah. I have the know. same
1: problem with my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we got one thing in common. <laughs> um, was there anything, uh, anything that was uh, almost like just not cool to the point of being funny? I got a story. Mm. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Names will not be named, but so there was a boot put out, and by you know by a pretty mm. famous dude that is a very, you know experiences is, is an experienced hunter um and should know what like a good like sheep hunting boot should right. be like right and uh so i stand in lot. maybe it's, it's just partly just me being a smart ass i i just want more than anything i wanted to look, well the only one there he was holding so right. i wanted to look at it and just like just kind of out of curiosity see what kind of answer i could get um so come up yeah you know I hunt, I hunt sheep for you know hunt sheep some and uh like what do you what do you think about this you know do you think it would be suitable for sheep hunting and I said oh yeah you know oh yeah like you know a lot of time, you a lot of guys will wear like stiff stiff hard boots for crampons if there's any snow and which we may i may walk back through this and yeah <laughs> If there's any snow and but but these one these ones are a little softer, so you can really feel the rocks and you know your footing and all this. And Sounds I'm seeing myself. This thing, as far as for some people it may some people's use it may be just fine, but for mm-hmm. the type of stuff I'm talking and it's doesn't even have laces. It's like the like bio mm-hmm. whatever cable. As as far as that application, that's a piece of shit. Like it's it's not good. Like I just was kind of like playing. I could be anybody, like, I could be some guy that, like, really honestly is going to believe anything you tell me. Right. And, yeah, you're getting paid to launch this product, but is there no importance on just being honest? Be like, hey, dude, like, probably not. Like, not for what you're talking
1: about. I've sheep hunted exactly zero times. Yeah. So, are you... I don't. I can understand like what I I would think and seen where bighorn lives, but you'd obviously want a, sti- a stiff boot in that shit, yeah. correct?
0: Yeah. Like, and that was the thing that it's like, oh, so you know, well, guys wear stiff boots so they can you know put on crampons if there's any snow. You know, maybe goat hunting. It's a lot more common. Um, some sheep hunts and sometimes yeah, like crampons are applicable. I've never ever taken crampons sheep hunting. And that's not why you wear stiff boots. You, you know, like stiff boots are just easier in steep country because they have more support.
1: Another oh, thing would okay. be the crank system. It's hard to fix that cable if it yeah, breaks. It's that's, easy to that's change the shoelace. Thought,
0: that's my thought, too, is what, you know, that yeah. cable breaks. It, like, does it even have a backup thing that you could tie some paracord through and lace it up adequately where my boot lace breaks? Yeah. No right. big deal. Well, right that's exactly
2: at. what Kurt Rasko said from Stone Glacier on one of his sheep hunts. It's like, he's like, the most important things is the things that you wouldn't think that you might need, like an extra pair of shoelaces, which he had happen once when he was sheep hunting, was that one of his boot laces broke. And, yeah. you know, that's a huge deal, even though it wouldn't be,
3: be normally. you got to be use a paracord or carry. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I used to carry an extra set of laces. Um, I don't. I don't even carry regular paracord. I started carrying that lighter duty mm-hmm. cord. I mean, it's it's plenty strong enough for anything I'm going to use it for, and it's lighter. Um, right. But I could rig laces out of that. One thing I always bring is a extra pack, like a belt buckle. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a hundred. Ten hundred fifteen. well, if you're using old, like heavy gear like that, like 115, 120 pound backpack and you break your, snap your waist belt.
3: Yeah, that's going to You're
0: suck. not going to be having fun.
3: No. Mm-hmm. Well, and you could close in the plane door, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that oh, yeah, stuff, fly yeah, in, just fly just out or car door or whatever and you're screwed.
0: I don't know. It seems like a lot of that stuff is, very like little detail oriented Mm -hmm, and we're kind of getting off on a tangent on that boot but i'm like for some guy you know some guys it it may work just fine maybe super comfortable easy to get around in but it just bugs me that someone with the amount of influences this dude has is it put out there as a sheep hunting boot i haven't paid that close attention i just kind of I, I mean, got, like, are they marketing the that
2: as a, yeah, like, how are they marketing it? Is it like a Western hunting boot? Or a- at sheep?
0: least for sure as a Western hunting, hunting Dare no. boot. So very general um, purpose. Yeah. I don't know. And may- maybe that's not fair of me, but I, I just was like, oh, I want to see what he says because it's got kind of a, it's a synthetic boot. It's got kind of a rand mm-hmm. and some like intended to be protective rubberized type of stuff, but I was... I. Just was like yeah, like this. I mean, it's all I could come up with at the moment. It's like, oh, uh, what do you think? This I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this is what's wrong. Right. Well. Someone with that much influence. He, the dude knows like what a good mountain boot, whether it's elk hunting or sure or or sheep hunting or i mean any kind of rough country like this thing is probably not
3: going to be good news well and having a lot of weight on your back that makes a big difference it you does know. make mm-hmm. a big
0: difference like the the soft sole stuff like does weird things when you get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know half your body weight on your
1: back too i hate stiff boots even for sheep hunting i'd probably take a crappy boot that's not designed for sheep hunting cuz i hate stiff boots no, you like to wear your wow. tennis shoes. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's wearing like I wear the high tops of these half the all yeah. cutting. Oh, well, you know, speaking of that, well, it was just just reminding me
3: when we were talking about you know different products mm-hmm. and stuff. And I guess it's not brand new. I don't think, but the Nikon has a couple of pairs of binoculars that it would be are ideal for mountain hunting, sheep hunting. Yeah, uh, an eight by thirty-two or eight by thirty or whatever it is, and a ten by thirty or thirty-two, and they had they seem to have really nice glass in them, and lightweight, um, like around a thousand bucks. Um, but those those definitely look like a That's nice. That's
0: not bad, and uh, and it's uh, you know, I mean, as much as like it's easy to get snobby, you know, sure. Swarovski, and I like I've used some mm-hmm. of the loophole stuff, and I yeah, like, it works fine. Um, my background, just starting for years, just scrounging, and it's a little like doll sheeps are a little different. They're not always easy to see, but you can get by with. You don't have to have a top top end set of binoculars to get by because the way I hunt them, I, I, I don't, I've never, and it might change things if I tried, uh, you know, a set on a tripod or just glassing off a yeah. tripod with binos. I probably would see more sheep than you don't do that than I do. I never have. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. Um, yeah, I think there's something to that. Just having being able to just sit there and just move your eyes.
1: I guarantee you, there's something to that.
0: Um, I've but, never
1: shunned sheep, but it works for elk and deer. <laughs> <yeah>. And bears.
0: <laughs> but you can uh you know, stuff like that is you know, it's it's definitely valid. Like there's there's a yeah. good market for it and it's useful. Like I think I think my buddy uh, Dr. Frank Schultz uses said
1: Nikon still. Well Justin used those binoculars, he just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. I did? Yeah, when you forgot yours when we were hunting sheep with ro- or hunting, uh, sheep. hunting deer with Robbie's those. Was it those are, ones or were those, those the those uh, ten by thirty two HGs? I thought you was it was the Maven.
3: That you handed me, I can remember now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used the one night. Yeah, one night I left my vinyl harness at camp. Yeah. Okay, and thanks for that, sharing.
1: And even <laughs> I'm a, that, I'm a giver.
0: <laughs> even that smaller objective, you know, for for up there, you know, dolce punt in particular is like you don't you don't necessarily need you don't you aren't dealing with the super low light like you need to squeeze every single minute out of it cuz in right. you know, a lot of spots during a lot of part of the sheep season it doesn't ever get dark dark mm-hmm.
1: um, well Matt Nell that he's not on here he should be cuz he gets that question on optics from Rockside all the time yeah here let me and, give him my headset and he is right
2: and he can answer it
1: no it's, it's really not a quite, it, here I'll just tell him that his answer cuz we just talked about it the other day <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he'll tell people oh, to okay. buy that thousand mind, pair I was of binoculars say and go hunting yep. over buying a $3,000 pair of binoculars and not going hunting. Right. Well, that's kind of back
0: to like the thing, you know, I don't know if you and I had ever joked about it, but like me and Mookie, Mookie would always get fired up about it. You know, like the train to hunt, it's like, if if that's like your hobby and you want to do that, that's totally cool. But it's like, if you're, if, if the killing animals is the, is the goal, like, mm-hmm. s- so many dudes. If you just put the money and time and effort you put into that, and just actually hunt. going hunting, you're going to learn more and be more
1: successful. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, experience right. is worth a lot, I think.
1: Well, know? it's worth everything. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this people. This will be a shock to people. I am not a specimen of fitness. What? what? <laughs> but I do my fair share of killing animals. You're short for your weight too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you just got to go. Don't, you don't have to be and you don't have to be a physical, you know, alpha specimen. Go. Yeah. Figure out what you suck at. Figure out how to do things. Learn animal behavior. Get in the woods. I think that's more important than yep. anything else we're going to tell you to buy. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, do what you can do for your health. You don't want to go out there and have a heart attack. No, I'm mountain. not saying that, but I'm saying but people
1: think they got to be this. No, they, think they do they'd... have to be this alpha specimen. They yeah. don't.
2: Well, that's. Cause that's the image that the hunting is pushing right
3: now. You know, I know we've all seen it. You go and and you go to the, you know, you go hit the hills and with one of your buddies you haven't hunted with before. And they've been doing exactly that. They learned, okay, I got to go hit the gym every day. And Mm -hmm. they're twice as good a shape as you until you start walking up a hill with a backpack. And it's a whole different kind of shape. And, and you just have that experience too. Like you've, you've been there, you know, the suck Mm -hmm. and and yeah, it hurts. It's not fun, but Mm -hmm. there's a difference between that experience of hiking up those hills and hiking down the hills with the weight and all that, and and you should be in shape. But it's a different kind of shape, too.
2: Well, if you're just lifting weights every time you go to the gym, you're not going to get the cardio portion that's going to help you get up the mountain. That's why that Mountain Tough program is so great that we've been doing on Rockside. And I say we, not me, but everybody else.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Matt finished it, and he he got good results, and now he's doing the whatever is like the off-season recovery, and it sounds like it's going good for him. Yeah. Um, I did it for the first three weeks, I think, and I ended up hurting my back just because of inexperience with lifting. So I had to stop, but I, I did think you it was really lift good
0: in a twisting, jerking. <laughs> <laughs> probably what I look like. That's I, don't know. I don't <laughs> know.
3: Amateur. <laughs> but it was, it's a challenging program. It is. Extremely no. yeah. it,
1: it, don't get me wrong. It is better to be in good shape, yeah. but I'm saying don't let that stop you. Yeah. Go hunting.
2: Just go at your pace, you know, do what you can. And
1: I'm just... probably the slowest sheep hunter on planet earth. No, Man. no, that guy from Alabama you ran into yeah. on the road back <laughs> <that year. laughs> It was Tennessee. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tennessee.
2: Man, sorry. you and – roll tide.
1: Roll tide. <laughs> yeah, you don't need any more of that negative attention now. You've got to <laughs> watch yourself. Go, Clemson. I don't, anything else? There's a lot of stuff out there. I just didn't yeah. – yeah. Well,
2: it just depends on, you know, what you're looking for because some people are – You know they've got their whole pack system dialed in, but then they might be looking for like shelters.
1: Oh, that tarp from Sika, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's what I was going to say. I didn't hear the weight when when
3: you guys were shooting the video. What's the weight of this?
1: One is sixteen ounces and one is twenty one ounces. Eight to ten is sixteen. How does that how does that compare to a paratarp? Because it looks like a comparable
0: size to a paratarp it's smaller than super tarp
1: <clears throat> the big one is the same size as super tarp okay the smaller one's just a little bit bigger than a paratarp yeah. but it's about i think it's so the paratarp i think is 12 13 ounces so it's about four ounces heavier yeah but it's it's 20 but it's uh, camo right it's yeah camo. So <laughs> dude i i want that because i can hide from people not not from like Matt. he's gonna be on our lawn but i can it. hide from other people anyways <laughs> it's thicker it's 40d i believe that the like kefaro stuff is 20d but don't quote me on that i mean if you're an ultimate ultimate weight saver no i think the kefaro find a cuban fiber you have to go dyneema yeah dyneema i say cuban fiber and i always get dyneema i've been using one of those tarps for a long
3: time and i love it if i want to go ultra light,
1: it's funny because everybody says they're so fragile and just to be like bullshit they're not that fragile i
3: don't have a a hole in not a single hole in mine i've had it for a long time well speaking
0: of cuban fiber that was another thing it's dyneema those Spartan Precision guys, they made that that little, like, ultra-light, ultra-ultra-light tent yep. shelter. It is a floored, single-wall deal, basically, that uses that tripod also as a support. And they'd say, you know, when you're out of camp for the day, they, you know, yank the tripod out of it and weigh it down.
1: And you don't have to—Rob will kill me for this, but I have the tent at the moment. You don't have to use that—you could use an Outdoorsman's. You can use any tripod. Yeah. So if you have any tripod, you buy that either the, cause they have one that's made out of event and they have one that's made out of dyneema yeah. and you can use the stem that holds the binoculars and mm-hmm. it'll go right through that hole. So and
3: you could set up with a trekking pole or two, I think too. I mean, it's yeah. not, you don't have to use yeah. a tripod, it's
0: right? Seen, you know, it, you can't ever get everything you want, right. but it seems like a pretty slick little shelter.
1: Yeah. It's best with the tripod cause it holds the sleeves. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. sleeves come down in three spots. But it's a slick deal. Rob mm. knows what he's doing. Yeah, I I can't
3: think of anything else that I know. Sierra came out with some new bullets this year, but they was missed, that, missed was the that mark, the, in my opinion. They, was they, that the
0: tipped Match King?
3: Yeah, yeah, and they look good. The but, game changers, and, right? I think that's what they're called. Yeah. yeah, but they they didn't go with any heavy bullets. So they and they when we asked them, they said that the we said, well, "Are you going to come out with any heavy like thirty cal's?" And they said, "Yeah, we're going to go with the one eighty next."
1: Somebody said they should said, oh, be boy. called the Game Chaser.
3: Game Chaser. That would <laughs> yeah. be a good name
1: for them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it seems like if you're yeah if you're gonna go a 30 count like especially with the 300 prc yeah all this stuff it's like when you're long range shooting you know it's you want to go as heavy as that twist rate will handle because exactly. those are going to be the 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 highest bc um lowest wind drift right bullets uh, i you, i did i i'd heard i'd heard about them but i didn't ever make it over there to look at them
1: have you shot have you chambered up and shot the 6.5 prc you got in um, that bandwagon yet
0: i i have not shot one yet i know people like it you're a fan of it aren't you that's that's
1: kind of your yeah we talked about a little bit because you became a creedmoor fan you said kind of quasi well
0: i mean i i'd like it's it's not a magic round but i like it i think it's a great round i well i was shooting uh i was shooting service rifle still when it came out and you know the guys i was all shooting it with were talking because it was a space gun cartridge for across the course you know Essentially jamming a 260 down into a true short action Mm -hmm. because that, you know, to make, make cycling faster in the rapid fires was one reason, but it's, it's an efficient, good cartridge. It's not magic, but that, and then, uh, and then the six that the six creed more based that, you know, snow and Hornady developed is, you know, it may, I don't know if it'll overtake the in popularity, but it's a good cartridge too. Yeah, I don't know it's. Maybe sometimes I'll get like on a kick where I'm um, I'm really into one thing, but it's all like I don't I don't think it's there's justification in like being thinking it's the best cartridge ever and or thinking it sucks.
3: Yeah, I I gotta say a little funny story the other day I was at a shoot and this guy guy was asking me about because I shoot a fast six five this guy was asking me about are you shooting a three hundred you know you can't shoot magnums right And I said no it's not three hundred it's a thirty out six case so he's asking me about it he says yeah I gotta i got a real laser beam at home too and i'm like oh yeah what do you, what do you got and he's like you ever heard of a 284 what do you mean like a 280 ackley no no, no like a 284 and then he was going on telling me about how fast it was and how laser flat it was and all this <laughs> stuff And I, <laughs> I did my best to keep a straight face but man it was it was funny oh man my favorite sheep
0: rifle now is that 280 improved neck down to uh, 270 right oh that's a
3: nice one that's cool yeah
0: yeah we didn't quite get i can't I can't remember exactly what it was running, but it wasn't quite what we were hoping it would Mm -hmm. do, but, I mean, it kills them
1: dead. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) What bullet you shooting?
0: What was it, the 130 Hornady Interbonds that they don't make anymore? Mm -hmm. I just had a bunch of them. It was, well, we worked worked up that load for it when they were still making them, and I think we loaded up the last of them that I have, so I'm going to have to do some development. But, like, a 127 uh, Barnes, is it? 127 270 that they i no, know they make a, a 65 six 127 yep. but something comparable in that sure. for in a you barn know i tool. had
3: good luck with the 130 uh nosler acubond in in 270 before
0: yeah i like those the i've heard some of some issues with the uh the long range acubonds and bullets coming up you know like coming Being apart a soft. Or, or something like that but the regular acubonds i've always had really good luck with they worked well for me I know my twenty five out six. It'll shoot one ten acubons all day long, but like the one ten hornet equivalent, it doesn't like doesn't like them, huh? Hmm.
1: I've heard good results from the bigger, the bigger long range acubons. Not so much with the littler ones. Bigger yeah, yeah. caliber. The two tens I hear are decent. Yeah, I've never shot them. Me neither. Or right. some of us falling asleep? Did too.
0: No, I'm
3: freezing in here. We have wilderness athlete. We got mountain ops. We got all kinds of stuff you can take to stay awake.
2: Yeah. But then I won't sleep tonight. I'll just be like <laughs> laying there <laughs> staring at the ceiling.
3: No, I'm
1: just uh, cold. Yeah. Oh man.
3: You got a but, sweatshirt
1: on. You're the only, well, Justin does, but he's kind of a,
3: I got cold in Montana the other day. And Matt laughed at me and now I'm still cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you got, you know, all day around here wearing a sweatshirt. I'm, Got a button-up shirt um, and sweat my ass off. I don't
2: want to remind you of what your doctor said to you, <laughs> but... full <laughs> circle. Uh,
3: uh, uh, uh. That doesn't count, though, because I'm just... I'm probably, like, definitely more out of shape than Tyler, and I still no, got a cold, so no, I don't know. No. You're, You're have not you,
0: have you done, the O-word. Have you, wa- have you climbed one hill in the last like three months yeah i guess i didn't have to <laughs> you climb you are on. in better shape than i <laughs> yeah. am sir i do need to work a little bit harder at it this year because the old bow hiking is going to be pretty rough uh, i don't know mm-hmm. I, I, I i don't want it to sound like i'm bumming about it because i'm like i know what the odds are i, I mean i'm totally going to approach it with the attitude of like i'm going there and i'm going to kill him but in the back of my mind like no yeah i don't know it's just the point i'm at is it pretty low odds it's it's gonna be pretty low odds gotcha it's just very difficult hmm.
2: you know? what are you thinking for your odds like what is your definition of low odds
0: the chance of me i i think if i if i get a a, a, re, a good like reasonable shot opportunity one shot opportunity it's a big win hmm. Hmm. like regardless of if i shit my pants and and <laughs> flub it like then that that'll be a big win. Um, say you know like fifty yard or under shot. Assuming I'm shooting very well at that at that opportunity at that time, and uh, if I, I think if I can get like one good like good shot opportunity that I in most circumstances should make, then that'll be a big win. Hmm. Um, I don't know. A lot of it's just unknown. It's going to be. A whole, I know it's going to be a whole new ball game. Um, where everything you know, it's so it sounds kind of cliche, like where everything it always ended. I did never want to get inside two hundred or a hundred yards if I could avoid it, and that's where it's going to really start to get get tricky. Yeah. So it could it could be first stock. It could be three or four years of of
1: flailing. But uh, I'm excited. There's it. only
0: one way to do it. So
2: yeah.
1: Well, when and it works out. It's like, why can't that happen every time? Yeah. So. <laughs> Funny about stickly stick bows. It's like when it happens, it's like magic, and everything else. You're like, how come we couldn't have done this the first time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I know, I know it's possible. There's there's a few guys that that'll do it, and I mean, there, there's a couple guys I know that basically every time they try, they kill one with a compound, and they're not exceptional. You know, it's like 30 yard shots. Mm-hmm. Right. So it it's possible. It's just going to be a learning curve, and that's like. What I should probably be trying to do anyway is just learn more and get better. With like, the, what's the fun? You know, it's not like, oh, I've made it, so I'm done. Right? What's the, you know, that? What's the fun in that?
1: Well, as you wrap it up, it's
0: been great to uh, catch back up with you guys, especially since like that was that was before I started my podcast, and you know, I know you guys helped me out big time and instrumental in getting me getting me kicked off and. It's been a lot of fun doing it, so it's nice to kind of do the the one-year-later recap. How it's many episodes have you
3: put out in last year?
0: Uh, this one would be number 40. Yeah, not bad. So yeah. Shit, you almost, me know, like almost caught us. I know, you almost caught us, and we're
2: two years in. No,
0: I try, I'm try to do, like, I try to get, if I could, ideally, right now, I like try to do one a week. I'm a little slower than that, um, just depending on how busy you get. I went, like, one time, like, three weeks or so without... Doing one, right. which is like not uncommon at all for you guys, right? <laughs>
1: Fuck, oh, we've
3: got two months.
1: Fired. <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> we uh, we just
2: are really wanting quality no. content. We're just really picky. We
1: have Tyler on. We're not that picky. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I was just trying to be
2: nice. No, actually,
1: Tyler actually is a wealth of information. So is yep. Justin, but Justin doesn't usually talk as much. So I'm shy. That's not true. (laughs) Well, we'll do it again next year, the third annual. Sounds like a plan.
0: Better just shut this down. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for listening. Thanks,
3: Tyler. Thanks,
0: guys.